I can't believe Craig. What am I telling you? Everyone, Russ is such a jerk. What a what a total ass he is. He 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 forced people to make a folder on their desktop, and they started to cry. He is the worst evil person on the planet. Do, do I sound like an evil person? Welcome back to the Interview Podcast on the Why Milbank Podcast Network from Milbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg. TheInterviewPodcast.org is the website. You want to find all the shows that come out of here or on most of the podcast apps. Search for The Interview Podcast and you should find it there. If you want to help support the show, we are fully uh, supported by our listeners under the value for value model, which says we create the content, put it out to you. If you get value out of it, send us that value back. You can do that at theinterviewpodcast.org. Click on the Donate Today button. You choose the value that you get, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you for all your support as we continue these conversations. Today is a dream come true (laughs) in uh, the professional sense uh, for me. The man who we've confirmed it today is responsible for Adobe acquiring Photoshop and thus changing the world of design and photography forever. Russell Brown is here. Doc Brown, as he's called, uh, from, I'd say, sunny Florida, Florida, (laughs) sunny California. Um, But I don't know. We didn't check on the weather. Anyway, Russell Brown is here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoy this chat. Where where Uh, are you, by the way? When you say Midwest, what does that mean? I'm in northeastern South Dakota. So I'm about three hours to the west of Minneapolis, St. Paul. Um, South Dakota. Yeah, South yeah, yeah, yeah. Dakota. Yep. Um, I think I think my father grew up in South Dakota, and he was, was born in the middle of the, in middle of South Dakota, in the middle at December thirty first, in the middle of a snowstorm. Does that sound like uh, something that would happen in South Dakota? Well. <laughs> You, you say that. So uh, last week, we the town was shut down for about three days. Oh. Uh, Wednesday, I'll just look at the current weather report for tomorrow. Um, the anticipation is 9.7 inches of snow tomorrow. So we will shut down what, again. What, <laughs> what part of South Dakota are you in? The middle? No, no. We're yeah. almost in Minnesota. We're like 12 miles in or inside from the Minnesota border. So okay, if, if you're looking at a map, um, yeah. the uh, South Dakota kind of dips in. Minnesota pokes into us just a bit. We're right at the bottom of that, uh, the bump. They call I'm, it the Minnesota I'm actu- bump. I'm actually, I, if you don't mind, I'm going to go to <laughs> the map because yes. I want to know these things. <laughs> I'm zooming back out on the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, we're ways back, away from I'm there. Back, I'm back, I'm back. Uh, oh, I'm scrolling over to. Um, oh, not quite Canada. We're close. We can get yeah. to Canada within a day or less than a day. So, okay, Wyoming. Uh, mm, keep going. Uh, Rapid City. Okay, that that's the far um, west edge. We're on the far east yeah. edge. So, I'm, so if you uh, see Sioux Falls and you see yes, Interstate see 29, Falls. if you go yeah, north, yeah, there's a town uh, at the bottom of the bump called Millbank. M I L B A N K. That's you where are, you're down near um, the famous town. Um, in the TV show, um, 
<laughs> Fargo? Deadwood. Oh, right? oh, no. Deadwood is all the way on the west. Deadwood is by Rapid City. Oh, I always assumed Deadwood was down in this little gully. Nope. Deadwood um, is actually in the mountains. Most. It's gore. If you ever get a chance to go to Deadwood, go. It's absolutely Deadwood gorgeous. Is, Deadwood is real then. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> now, it, it's fast. It's interesting. The first time I was in Deadwood, which was just in 2019, um, yeah. I went there for a photography conference that a friend of mine, uh, I've gotten to know him now. He's a good friend now, uh, organ, organized. And I went there because the keynote for that event was jo- none other than Joel Grimes. And oh. he, I've followed him for mm, 15 years. Okay. And he, I'm a photographer, so he kind of uh, helped he me. Grab, he grabs our attention, doesn't he? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and so I went there, got to know him. So he's been on the show. Uh, you know, we, we, we are more acquainted now than we were. I had dinner with him out there. Uh, but that was in Deadwood. So um, it's kind of wild. How- how big? Well, I'll look up Deadwood. We're not here to talk about Deadwood. Are we here to talk about <laughs> we, Deadwood? We might be. Um, okay. But uh, so anyway, uh, Russell. So yeah, you want some people call you doctor. Do- well, now the actual correct term is Doc Brown. Oh, oh, like D O C Doc um, Brown. Like what's up, Doc? Back to the Future. Um, Doc Brown was Back to the Future. Doc Brown D O C. Because um, I started with yeah, the, the white hair, crazy looking hair guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I referred to myself as Doctor Brown, and and it wasn't much time after that I started to get email from the um, medical association telling me about um, signing up for um, as a doctor within the medical association and that I wasn't registered with them Ooh, yet. So they were going to get you. Well, oh, because they wanted your money. Yeah, some clearly. Some, yeah. Your dues so, have not been paid. So I don't want to be the DR. <laughs> I need to be the DOC ah, okay. um, version of Doc Brown. Okay. So and then then I'm safe and I'm not falling into um that realm. I did dress <laughs> As a doctor once in the in the um, surgery fatigue the surgery outfit mm-hmm. and I was uh, and then I was yelled at by someone because I was in yeah, I was um, were you impersonating impersonating a doctor and they felt that that was wrong as, that's like walking the streets as if you were a policeman or a fire um, uh, fireman you could be false pretense is that the theory false and and then you'd have to say well i'm only in a costume so there are certain costumes you wouldn't want to get into and they were accusing me of um misrepresenting that i i I agree i agree Um, so i assume that was not during say halloween no it was not i was just um i was just decided since uh, a real doctor gave me this outfit (laughs) you were gonna wear it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to wear, I wore it. Um, so, and he thought it was funny, but none of the other people did. Um, that those are some of the stories. I'm into costumes, Craig. And, uh, and I have followed your work for many years, history. and yes. And I'm currently, if you, if this podcast wants to know what Russell Brown is up to next, um, I'm currently growing this mustache and this beard um, so that I can be a Western character. Ooh. For some upcoming photography. So Deadwood would be a good venue. Yes. Interesting. I was, so we I was should. Told uh... that, 
I should visit Deadwood. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, our my imagination of Deadwood. Uh, Deadwood is it like a, a Durango? Uh, I've only driven through Durango. Durango had its history as well. It's a much modern town in Deadwood, I'm assuming. Well, the unfortunate reality with Deadwood is it has yeah. captured um, the the tourist. Oh. And so it is the the main drag of Deadwood. Yes. Yeah. Is built up false fronts, you know, so it looks western. The problem I yes. have is I was there in uh, last June or yeah, in 20 this last June. Um we stayed out there for a week with the fam. <clears throat> and we were came out of a shop and we're standing on the sidewalk and it's got a, like cobblestone road and I mean it, it's cool. It feels like you're back in the old west until the tour bus stops right in front. Psh, sits down 50 tourists with bad name badges get off and just begin to infiltrate the town less fun much less fun it's is it turned into a aspen colorado have you been there i've not been there but i don't think yeah. it's that uh prestigious that aspen is the rich and famous oh, it yeah. hasn't yeah. Become deadwood's not that the doubt okay but it is a lot of casinos too much. oh is that right oh man yeah you can go gamble if you want to lose some money absolutely Casinos in South Dakota, mm -hmm. are these run by the Native Americans? Yeah. Okay. So this is a Native American thing. This isn't um, something that, um, uh, yeah, I would, I would, this is not a Nevada type of thing. No, I, my, no, I don't believe so. And I, you know, oh. I'm, I'm 15 years in South Dakota. I grew up in Oregon, so I'm a, I'm a transplant to the flatland out here. I, okay. Um, and I, and I, days I apparently, wonder. I, my father goes up in South Dakota. Where? Moves Do you know where? Moves to, I, I could find out. Let's both find out. Can we, can I, can it's I write do. a message yes, to do. my sister? Yes, that would um, be great. Because uh, Gail, uh, Gail's going to know. I really want to know um, it, what the farm town was. I think it's still a farm town. Uh, Gail, um, I'm sending off a message. Uh, where... <laughs> was our father born see this is the joy of this show is it really yeah. is totally unscripted and random and that's why it's wonderful for me <laughs> so let's see she should be awake i'll be now what if i find out it's not south dakota but in fact it's north dakota well now um, I, I do understand you are um, a, a student of the theater Yes. So, so couldn't you just kind of wrap that into a story and make it true? Uh, I could. Uh oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We, um, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to, I'm, my sister has come back with mm -hmm. an answer. Oh. I'm now going to go to the web. I'm going to go to the maps and I'm going to type okay. in. Here it comes. Um, um, Going to Gosh, I need a drum roll. Drum roll. I'm, I'm, I'm backing <laughs> back out because I don't believe this. Mm. Oh my goodness. The answer is Sherwood, North Dakota. Well, Does close. That sound right? Well, Does that sound? Yes, there it is. He is essentially on the border. Holy cow. Like Canadian um, borders? He, Sorry, I need to look at it. Yeah, he's a you Canadian say Sherwood? Border. Sherwood. Um, North Dakota. Good grief! It's in the oh. it's in the middle of the yep. state. It's near. Um, 
That is literally the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it's a snowstorm on December 31st, and he's born in a farm town in Sherwood. And um, it even get crazier because he's born in the middle of nowhere um, on December 31st. My parents are nowhere near a hospital. There's no, there's no record of him being born there. And really? so because they're so close to the Canadian border, they're not sure what nationality really? he is. <laughs> yeah. So he went through a bit of a, a, a big mess um, when um, he tried to get his identity papers as a kid, as a kid growing up. That is really interesting. I had no idea huh. that he was that close. That <laughs> Excuse me. That is way way the heck up that there. is yes that is why did i always think he was in some sort of prairie land but there must be prairie uh, well land that that there. more than likely is prairie land yeah like lo- looking um, at the map yeah i would because con- oh, wow. like the the grasslands national park yeah. is in that area and it's oh, just it's insane it. yeah <clears throat> yeah i'm just um I, I should do more of a research on you know your parents and your mm-hmm. And the families, and I'm I am a member of this twenty three and Me, where they, ooh, where they have all your stuff. Oh yeah, find all your every possible connection you have. I'm only two percent Neanderthal, by the way. I, I you know what? That's impressive. Breath. Good work. It's impressive. Good work. <laughs> <Right>. Um, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't go down the Neanderthal. <laughs> I, it's my theory. You do that, stand. You walk upright. You're good. I, I do. It is my theory that the um, uh, the Homo sapiens yeah. did not like the Neanderthal, and I think they killed them all. Oh, were they not that we want to go. I don't want to go down that path, but I think that's why they don't exist today. Is because we didn't like them. They were sort of that. Yeah, that, it, it that sounds. It sounds reasonable. It does. Absolutely. It's reason. a bit so, scary. Okay, but let's get back on track. Um, but but, but so, you, you said um, you said that yes, uh, you are growing your facial hair for yes. um, a Western look. For a Western theme. Next year's Western theme, I, I will go to Santa Fe, New Mexico and photograph myself with a bison. A uh, American non-living bison. bison or a living bison? A living bison. Oh, buckle up. You can you can look on uh, dr underscore brown Instagram, uh-huh. and you can see the photograph of this bison that I photographed a few years back. But now I will dress up as Doc Brown, Doc Brown's Wild West show. So I'm doing. I'm coming to Deadwood, and I'm going to do Doc Brown's Wild West show. Okay, so he, he, here's a thought, something to consider. Yeah. Uh, yes. About an hour and a half to the east of the Rapid City area. Is yes. A, it, it is a tourist attraction, but it's called the oh. 1880s town. Oh, no. I'm bad. Okay, let so, me, I'm, so going I, I, to, I'm going back to the maps I'm, um, let me because see. I need to see this. And we're in... Um, you said Rapid City. It, it, yes, it's along I ninety down the bottom. Uh, it, actually, if you yes. go to the if you go to the the interwebs and go to eighteen eighty town dot com, 
Oh, no. that will be okay. the actual direct. Uh, it, it's uh, not a. Eighteen eighty. Let's see here. Yeah. What was that? Eighteen eighty. So it's one eight eight zero town dot com. Town dot com. Uh, let and me, let's see. There if it they is. Have anything? Do they? It's a kind it's of. It's an old. Uh, it appears to be an old. Um, yeah. So if you go to the classic old town. Yeah, it's a terrible website. Um, I apologize to these people. Um, they, they so have a map this, of eighteen eighty mm-hmm. town. If you click on the eighteen eighty town drop down, there's a map of, and that shows you a drawing of what it is. Location gifts. Uh, um, oh, map of town. Okay, thank you. Okay, so it is a classic old western town. Yeah. But it's interesting because what they've done is uh, the, it's a privately held product. Um, mm. The people who own it, they have gone and buildings that were being removed or they were wanted them out of wherever they were around the, the upper Midwest. I, I don't know if they're uh, all from South Dakota, but they're all from the area. Uh, they've brought them in and built an 1880s town. So I'm going to show you a picture that I photographed um, in... September there this last year. Uh, I, okay. I, I taught I'm a workshop. To, I'm, get, I'm, too, I'm getting distracted. I know. I by that town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to show you this. And when you see this picture, you're going to go, that is where I need to be. And so I think we should work something out. Uh, um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm going to compare this to my <laughs> wild, what, Bonanza Creek yeah. movie set. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so, so this show, is, show me your, show so me what your. I did is I photographed, uh, I, I was brought out to teach a class on composite photography. So okay. I, um, we photographed all of the instructors and we had, cause there was a, it's a, a conference I was in. So there was instructors that were teaching classes and then there were some models that were in costume. And so oh, we, wonderful. what I did is I photographed everybody separately, um, and then built this shot in class the next day. So this is the image inside that saloon. Wow. And so the, the scene is insane. You walk in and you are instantly transported back. And if you look back to the, on the far left side, there's a, like a glass door back in there with a bunch of hangers. That is a costume rental room. So you can go and rent period costumes in that place. They keep that saloon stocked. Like there's a guy who's the bartender. He's always behind there when they're open. So you can go drink. Now, I, I don't know if they sell alcohol, but they, they might do some. But you get the whole experience. This is a really, this, okay, this actually is much better than what is in um, New Mexico. Because this is dressed. This has chairs. Yes. And this has curtains Mm -hmm. and images on the wall and the bartender. The site, um, it even has this gambling table. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause now, okay, you've got my, you've, you've, you've got my interest now <laughs> because, um, I wish this is what I saw in my dreams last night. I saw myself standing on a stage mm-hmm. with curtains mm. and the Buffalo is the bison is on stage with me. Um, how do I get my bison all the way up to, um, South Dakota. How do you get it there? And then how do you get it on that stage without tearing the place up? Well, you make a ramp for it so he could walk up. But would they let you do it? Everything for money. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, this is a company, right? That, um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just a husband, wife, family. I, I don't know. I, I can find out because the guy who locked 
who um, secured it for us to photograph in uh, is a good friend of mine. So I will uh, check with him and see uh, yeah. what um, the possibility could be because because this is intriguing. I swear, I'm I'm guessing is this where Mel Brooks shot his movie um, Blazing Saddles? No, the stage looks no, awful. I don't familiar. believe so. Um, they do have a, a bunch of props from uh, Dances with Wolves at this in this place too. So they do have. So they they shot Dances with Wolves. Oh, I, I, I don't think they shot it here, but they have props from the movie at this oh, location. I see props here um, on their website. Yeah. Yep. Um, costume rental. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it, and I had is... never been there. I've driven by it a bunch of times. I'd never gone in, and it is, it's cool. Definitely a cool experience because they've got like a bank. Um, I let me see if I have a few more. I'm looking at the website and seeing. If, um, Craig, is this where our um talk is supposed to go? <laughs> it, it might. It might be. This is. This um, could be great. You know, South just, Dakota has you, some you really know fascinating. Where this goes. Absolutely. So, um, Western theme. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm intrigued by this town. I'm going to do some research on it. Mm -hmm. Getting my bison from New Mexico yeah, that, that could be directly difficult. up. I would probably go straight up to South mm -hmm. Dakota from New Mexico. Um, and um, um, these are shots. You brought these yeah. actors. Yeah, yeah. So, and we had like f six or eight maybe different actors that, that we were. Look at that mustache. I, yeah. I, I've, got to, I've got to work a bit longer to you, get you that. You totally do. No, that's the one you got to work on. Oh God! I can't be that hairy. My problem with that, <laughs> I want to be able to eat things without it getting all over. How the heck do you eat something with that much hair around your face? That is why I hate. Yeah, that's the outside of that saloon right there. That was the, our group okay. of people, but that's the outside of the saloon. It looks phenomenal. The venue is yeah. so cool. I, I love um, that interior. Yeah, I've got. There's an old bank. I've got all of these exteriors. In New Mexico, mm -hmm. it's the that oh, interior. Me, See, that, there's that beard. Um, Look at that. Yeah, yeah. That interior. Get rid. There's even a church glasses. at the end of the street. Craig, yeah, Craig, you got to get rid of those glasses for these shots. Oh well, I say I wasn't. I was just. I wasn't in costume. But all right, I'll I'll listen. Yeah, we'll, we're working we'll on that. You had you had the shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Get rid of those glasses, or make them little thin, the little thin wire ones. Maybe I need some really, really thin wire glasses. Just a little, like the period, like the um, similar to what you have on, but a little more nose wary, maybe. Yeah, I, they have to be smaller. Let's shift the gear. The okay, be a, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. It looks a bit more yeah. antique. Mm -hmm. That very thin gold frame mm -hmm. that just holds the glass in nice, a little tiny thin. And then it curls around your ear. You're you're familiar with them. Um, I've got some of those somewhere here. But if I just put some real glass into them, then I could roam around. Um, okay, I like. Well, should we? So, so we were drifting off on yeah. Russell's. Uh, and you're saying to yourself, "Well, when is this next event?" And this mm -hmm. event is um, would be Ma uh, Adobe Max twenty three twenty twenty three in October. Mm -hmm. Why is he doing this so early? I tend to get into these projects quite early because then I can um, uh, go off and photograph the bison and my costumes and, and do all of this work ahead of time mm -hmm. to then promote the event. Right. And then I'll come to Los Angeles for um, Adobe Max 
And this year's project, um, I don't know if you're much of a drinker, I'm not much of a drinker, but the students in class will take images of me as Doc Brown, um, the cowboy Doc Brown, and we will laser engrave them into glass so we can take images and text and graphics and laser engrave. I like to introduce my students to technologies they wouldn't normally come across. And so taking a photograph and engraving it in glass is uh, pretty unique. So, um, so this is not using like a laser. This would be using yeah. uh, liquid. Like, so you would actually no. put a stencil on or is this? This is Photoshop sending an image to a laser engraver. So mm. the Photoshop pixels mm -hmm. will be interpreted as a strength of a laser. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it puts down little um, dots and the laser burns into the glassware and leaves an etching on the glass. So you say the pixels get translated. What is, is it a shade of gray? Um, each it's the strength of the laser is based upon the shade of gray. Okay. So black is a hundred percent power mm -hmm. and 50% gray. Is okay. And 2%. So w will it, is it noticeable? Can you see it? And when you get to that really fine detail, like the really yeah, light grays, there is a loss of, you know, resolution mm -hmm. when it comes to a laser on glass, of course but you get um, the basic, um, the higher contrast you make it, the better it looks. So could you um, just realistically yes. just black and white a photo and that would yes. translate? Or, or are you yeah, trying to teach them really the art of, of, is it the dodge and burn is what it would have been to get the contrast where you want? I, um, I show them examples of me, a black and white image of me that's been uh, that appears in Photoshop and also appears on the glass. Mm. And then they can compare the two and understand, okay, I see what happens. You've got the black and white image here in Photoshop, and this is what happens to it. Okay, I now how, know how to prepare my Photoshop files so they'll look good. Mm. So mm -hmm. Russ made his a little bit more high contrast. Yep. Um, obviously, the laser... Um, likes to be on or off mm. right mm -hmm. and um so a, a silhouetted version of a cowboy would be very nice and clean wouldn't it I mean, yeah that edge a, would be really yeah that beautiful mm -hmm. edge and uh, the resolution would be really nice um it's when you get into try the subtle shades that sometimes get lost and so yeah that's the type of thing that you're learning class my class it's learning about Photoshop and Illustrator techniques, but then you're learning about laser engraving and you're putting it in the back of your brain and going, well, I work for, you know, um, a mattress company. How am I ever going to, I'm the graphic designer. Mm -hmm. How am I going to use that someday? Well, maybe yeah. someday you've got to do some engraving on metal or. So what kind of laser do you need to make that work well? Um, a very nice, powerful laser. Um, I work with a company called Trotec okay. out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Hmm. So um, here's this year's plan. I go to New Mexico as a cowboy mm -hmm. and sit on a bison and have my picture taken. <laughs> then I take this 
picture and I convert it to black and white and I head for Phoenix, Arizona. Um, then I uh, engrave it into glass in Phoenix, Arizona to test out how it looks. Mm-hmm. Then I show the examples to my students prior to my October event and get them up to speed on using lasers. And so you've got this whole year is all laid out and, um, and um, leading up to this, um, this class. Oh, and then the students will make their own bottles of whiskey or, or rum. And of course, you can make um, a non-alcoholic drink if you'd like. And they'll put the bottles on display in a, a lit, uh, a lit from below yeah. yep. uh, in at Adobe Max in Los Angeles. Um, oh, and I'm I'm going to do um, uh, laser engraved wooden packaging. So oh, like boxes bottle. for the bottles yeah. to set in mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. wood shavings in there with them. But wait, there's more. Oh. So now, you, now you've got a wooden box that you you yeah the shavings are and mm-hmm. you put the bottle mm-hmm. inside the box. Um, the box is engraved, like a like a, a branded. It looks branded yep. on the wood. And and that same laser would do the same product. Would do that product yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah. So now you've got your your packaging design, and your box and your bottle. But sitting next to this is a um, a tin type image of yourself. Ooh. Yeah, and so I've tracked down a fellow who has a portable tintype um, production. Mm-hmm. I won't. We could do, photograph these and you know convert them in Photoshop and make a tintype looking thing and maybe image them onto metal. But I think this guy's going to shoot real film, real plates, and and image the real plates. Oh, that would be fantastic! Um, it would be fantastic, and so I see. The, you know, maybe a five by seven tin type mm-hmm. of each of the people in class sitting next to their artwork. And just like uh, South Dakota at the um, at the ranch, mm-hmm. where, where are we, I forgot, the, the 1880 town, um, is, uh, 1880 town, um, when did Deadwood become in statehood? Okay, okay. when when's did um, South Dakota get statehood, by the way? I should know this from watching all of the. Are you looking it up now? I'm looking it up because I should. I shouldn't. 1889. 1889. Yep. Okay. So 1880 is about the time of our Deadwood sort of um, uh, was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going? So uh, tin, tin type uh, and then tintypes. Deadwood again. Deadwood kept popping back up. So we, we kept popping up. Um, I think. Um, I think it's always good to remind people of the older, old technologies. I'm an old guy. Mm-hmm. I love old technology. Um, by the way, I'm going to be the last person on the planet to uh, adopt um, AI to create artwork for me. <laughs> okay. Th- I'm glad you brought that up because I have a whole, I, I want to go there in a minute, but not yet. So good. Yeah, um, oh, do you want to go there? We can go and, and there. Not yet. Not yet, but I do. I, okay. I, I don't um, want to get sidetracked from Deadwood yet. <laughs> 1880 Deadwood. Yep. Um, uh, so, um, oh, I'll have costumes um, just like they do at 1880, mm-hmm. and the person can put on a costume and then sit in there for their tintype photo. I think it'll be a nice touch. Okay, so that will happen with the students at Max. Max. I gotcha. Okay, so you're just bi- spending this next year building your content, 
basically. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Last year's theme was uh, Vikings and movie Yeah, where were design. you? Somewhere in the, the north, north, north land? Where were you? I didn't quite. The, the fact is, the best Viking cosplay experts are centralized in Amsterdam, uh, Fran you know, um, the Netherlands, France, and Germany. Really? And so there's this area of them all touching each other there. Mm -hmm. And I tracked down one gentleman in Amsterdam who's an expert at cosplay and Vikings. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, well, and I went there to take photographs of the cosplay characters in Amsterdam. And this was like late, yeah. late summer this year, correct? Yeah. Early, or earlier this year, I went off and flew out there, got all the photos, mm -hmm. collected them all up, and then brought them back for the students to work with on movie posters and learn about advanced Photoshop and illustrator techniques by creating movie posters. And I brought in the movie poster experts from Los Angeles and they made some really great movie posters. Um, so that's the same situation here. I'm gonna collect all of this material ahead of time so that students can have them. I like to uh, give them the student projects before class starts. And I, I'm, it's quite a special event. I think it's like nothing else on the planet. And and this is your um, Russell Brown experience. Yes. Prior yeah. to Max, correct? Or or does it run yeah. simultaneous? It's simultaneous. So you okay. you you get all these materials before Max, mm -hmm. and then you sit down at Max and you make something. Ah. You make a box. You mm -hmm. make a bottle. You put it on display and you show it to everyone else who shows up at Adobe Max. Mm -hmm. I I put them on stage. Um. And you get to feel special because your designs are put on display. That's awesome. And everyone else gets to, to see them. I think it's a pretty cool opportunity that I've never seen done anywhere else. Well, that's one thing that I've, I've lamented slightly to some other people. Uh, I went to Max in 2015. Oh, um, you didn't come to my class. I No, I wanted to desperately because you were working with Joel Grimes at the time, and I didn't know him then. Oh. Uh, and yes. I really thought that would be cool because it'd be a Which, combination. Were, were 2015. Of, where, yeah. where did that take place? Was it in Vegas? By nope. Uh, it was in no. L.A. It was it in yeah. L.A. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Um. And I, I, I was in the, the, trade show floor, and you guys Huge. walked by, and I, it was weird. I oh. felt like a total fanboy, but. <laughs> um, didn't you didn't stop us? Uh, no, because was, I mean, I, who am I? I? A little nobody. <laughs> so. I must have been in costume. You what were costume absolutely. Yep. What, what was yeah. I? I don't. It's been. I've slept since then. I don't quite remember. Um, was it? Um, uh, was it big, tall hair? Did you have big like wigs on? I don't. Remember. I I don't recall. Oh, it could could have. I I'd have to look up 2015. Yeah. That was like a million years ago. It, it was yes, it was uh, especially now. Um. The, I'm sure I was in some sort of costume with Joel. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I was really kind of disappointed with, to be honest, was uh, I chose some workshops with people that I had followed over the years and you know, kind of mm -hmm. held them in some high regard as mm -hmm. in their Photoshop skills. And um, then I sat in their class and it, it, it was disappointing because what I was 
thought I would learn was stuff that you should learn in like Photoshop 101 class. And it wasn't supposed to be that. And and it really was odd to me because I, I anticipated um, more of an expert experience. And I'm mm. no expert. I just have lived in it for 20 years almost. Um, so I'm, you know, expert enough for what I need to do. Um, I'm by no means where I should be. I, I know I, that. But, um, and, and it was, I, it was I, kind of a bummer. And so I don't know if that's, if you can't really have an expert experience on that scale where you have to go into like the Russell Brown experience to really be able to kind of go deeper. Is that really maybe why yours um, works? I, I, I agree with you. Um, I think sometimes instructors dumb it down too far, mm -hmm. but they have a really mixed group. Totally. And I understand that. Uh, I, here's, if you call a class an advanced course, then intermediate people will sign up for it. I, I, uh, it happens every time I say, this okay. is an advanced course. You must know the basics of Photoshop. Mm -hmm. We're not going to show you how to use the option key. <laughs> right. This is an advanced <laughs> yeah. course. This is the course Craig wants to take. Um, and then the intermediate and beginners will come to class because they want to be advanced. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you're inter, yeah. I think they need to define it. If you're a beginner, then it should be a beginner class and you know what you're stepping into. Yep. If it's intermediate class, then you know what you're stepping into a little bit of both beginning mm -hmm. and advanced In advanced advanced. Um, I put on an advanced class once and I, and I jokingly said, this is advanced. Uh, you need to know how to make a folder on the desktop with your name on it. Okay. I, I said this joking. <laughs> you have to have some, I'm not going to hold your hand right. on finding out where your files are. Right. Someone came to class. I call them the Bobbies and the Bettys. Mm. A Betty just got divorced and has too much money and she knows what to do with it. I can't believe I'm saying this to you, Craig. Um, a Betty has too much money and she knows what to do with it. And she'll sign up for any course. Mm -hmm. Bobby is a, retired dentist has too much money and has purchased cameras that he doesn't even know how to control. Mm -hmm. And they step into their class and I asked everybody just jokingly, okay, everybody make it. Now everybody make a folder on your desktop with your name on it. Are you serious? They couldn't do it. No. Yes. They could not do it. And I said, this is not the class for you. No. I'm willing to give you all your money back. Um, That's terrible. Because you, you then as Betty the instructor started, can't. Betty, Betty, Betty started crying. Oh. It was over. I mean, yeah. there, there was no way. Yeah. There was no way she was going to leave. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's one of the reasons. I can't believe Craig. What am I telling you? Russ is such a jerk. What a, what a total ass he is. He, he, he forced people to make a folder on their desktop and they started to cry. He is the worst evil person on the planet. Do, do I sound like an evil person? Yes. And that is the best show open clip I've ever heard. Yeah, I did not <laughs> kick them out of class. Uh, that is not in me, but I, I told them 
it said advanced yeah, course. Right, right. Oh, okay. So then, do you think that no, there's that, almost no, okay. that's that's a great story? No, no, but, it is. But but do you think true? But to the do names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yeah, poor, poor Betty. Um, but do you think that maybe you almost need a vetting process for if you're going to do an advanced class like that? Love, I would love that. I'd love to look at a portfolio and Ooh, um, and and actually accept people into your class rather yeah. than. Yeah. I've been very blessed. I've put on some events mm -hmm. where people come to class and they know more than I do. That's the best, isn't it? It, it is beautiful. Yeah. And all I do, um, the fusion reaction is in the news right now. Yeah. I put a little bit of energy mm -hmm. in, give them the right project. Yeah. And then 10 times as much energy comes out from just you know and oh wait i'm using lasers so i'm beaming in these lasers on these students mm. and then 10 times 100 times the energy comes off of a single a laser bolt um it's those times that are really really a fantastic incredible work mm. comes out of these students and i've had some classrooms with amazing students and you just sit back in awe and I bring in the best possible speakers I can. Um, Jesus Ramirez and Julianne Cost. Um, I love her by the way. Mark, yeah. Mark Heaps is another one. Um, oh, and uh, Vaughn Glitschka on the illustrator side, you bring in the best mm -hmm. of the best. Yeah. And you said them, and, and there's no, I have no worry. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going, and now here's Julianne Cox. Right. And then I can go, Phew, thank goodness I can leave the room and go <laughs> right. get a drink. Yeah, take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> so for, she's not going right. to screw it up. <laughs> she's going to, she's going to deliver. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so for, for the yeah. few people yeah. that may not know, they're listening to this. Um, yes. You have, your your work experience in your resume um, is staggering to me um, be, be, because, and here's why. So I'm on Behance it's, looking at Russell Mann's resume on the Behance website. Um, <clears throat> Are you sure? I don't have a Behance website, do I? Russell Preston Brown. I see it right here. Oh, I haven't looked at it in a long time. Yeah, right. But, but my point is um, yeah. your career uh, with yeah. Adobe began... Yeah. Um, not yesterday, March, 1985, you are a senior creative director at Adobe. Um, how in the world did that happen? Can you go back to the beginning? Um, I, it's 1980. Mm -hmm. I'm one. I'm young. Perfect. I'm young and I have a huge fascination for, um, I'm, I think I'm 30 years old. Okay. Um, 35. And huge fascination for computers. It, they're just driving me crazy. Just, just um, on your own, or do you, were you in some yeah, sort just, of class yeah. or something? I'm a graphic, I'm a graphic designer, mm -hmm. and this computer thing is just amazing. It's blowing my mind. I'm looking at a Commodore 64, mm -hmm. which has pixels that are you know half an inch by right. half an inch. Yeah, <laughs> and you and you're painting pixels with a joystick. Mm -hmm. Okay. In 1985, I don't know what year. Yeah. No, that's 1980 or sometime. Giant pixels. And you go, I've got to be 
this giant pixel thing, mm -hmm. it's going someplace. Because I saw somebody draw a chicken out of giant pixels. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Can yep. you see it? Yep. And then uh, I said, well, how do I get involved with pixels? Well, I need to go work for Atari. So now I'm promoting video games as a graphic designer at Atari, and I'm selling uh, video games to kids, 14-year-olds in uh, 1980, uh, 1982. 1982. And this I'm is the console that you plug the game in the top yeah, and you have yeah, a single yeah. joystick. Was there a button on the side? I don't know how old are you. I don't know how old you are. I, I, I'm 43. So. Oh, okay. I, I was, I was, was one. I selling video? Was I selling video to you in 82? Nope. Um, not me. <laughs> and so, um, so, uh, I'm, I'm selling video games. I'm putting up in-store displays and I get the chance to play with some high-end computers. I, I get the next computer that has 16 colors wow and the pixel and the pixels are you know little tiny mm -hmm. uh what are, what are they one two millimeters in size so that, is that compared to what when we look at a 4k tv now from a regular hd this is this was 16k right but like like so me this, mentally do you think is it that big of a jump for you or was so it bigger that, or, or was it say that again well was so it, you know like when we go from regular standard definition tv yeah and then yeah. go to like a 4K television, and we see that yeah. it's obvious, it's like clear, we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it jump? It, it, is it a is it a bigger mind blow at that point? Yeah, they were each each step. The Commodore must have been 2K, mm. right? Mm -hmm. It was either on or off. Yep, uh, four bits. The this Chromemco computer was six was 8K, and then 8K means you have 16 colors, <laughs> and then. Did you know means if, you did, if you did her, yeah. a blue Ooh. and a yellow, you can create a green. Mm -hmm. Tricky. So now you have 17 colors. <laughs> <laughs> so so was that just a, a blurring of the of the pixel somehow? Yeah. yeah. You just you so put you, them side by side. Mm -hmm. It was very pointillist. Yep, yep. Um, and so um, I'm still getting more and more fascinated by computers and and then um, it's 1980, so 84, I'm at um, Atari. Atari crashes and goes under, and um, Warner Communications um, dumps it. And I needed someplace to go, so I went over to it. I'm giving you the full story, by I the way. I love it. I'm over at Apple doing freelance work. Freelance what? Down. Just design work? Yeah, graphic design okay. work. Um, in it's now eight, 1984. The Macintosh comes out. The 1984 commercial comes out. Mm -hmm. um, the Laser Writer with Postscript comes out, and Mac Draft is out on the Macintosh. And my mind is blown away. I can put text, you know, Times Roman, mm -hmm. and I can draw a circle, and the circle's perfectly clean when I print it. In postscript on an Apple laser writer. Mm. Um, so this is 1984. This was a big, this is the beginning of desktop publishing. It's about to explode. And um, the art director at Apple says, I see that you have a huge fascination for you know, this computer stuff. It's, it's, um, and you're adopting it and moving, you're moving faster than anyone else here at the design studio. You're adopting this more quickly than any of the other designers 
mm-hmm. you need to go work for this small startup. I said, oh, startup. What's the name of it? It's called Adobe. <laughs> Nin- this is 1984 still? No, we're now 1985. Okay. You need to go to this startup called Adobe. So and did, did said, you oh, feel that they were kicking you out for some reason? Or, or did no. you see it as an actual, no, we want you to go this farther? Guy was a really, this was the beginning of time. This was one of those moments. This is, we wouldn't be talking. Mm-hmm. Would Photoshop be the same? Would Adobe be the same? I want to go back as It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. as Jimmy Stewart. Yep. And I want to know if, if I hadn't, hadn't done that. Yeah. If I hadn't taken the job at Adobe, what would, well, I know where I, I'd be, a, I'd be some, uh, I'd be on the, uh, I'd be uh, plowing ditches or something or repairing phones. I wouldn't, I don't know what I'd be. I wouldn't, you know, the, all the opportunities fell into place. Um, so I go over the interview. Um, I, he says, go, go take an interview for this art director job at this small startup called Adobe. What did they do said, at that time? Why didn't you go take this right. job? Yeah. He says, no, it's not my thing. I don't want to do that. I want to stay here at Apple. And so I went over and I took, God, I was not the world's greatest graphic designer. Oh, no. But I was the right person for this job because I had this insatiable appetite for mm. computers and technology. And I had to learn to write postscript there was no Illustrator, no Photoshop, no InDesign. So, um, what did Adobe do at that time? Yeah, they at that time they were creating PostScript. Oh, PostScript was the language which was inside the Laser Writer. So, the Laser Writer came to be, and desktop publishing came mm-hmm. to be because of Adobe and Apple and the Macintosh. So, well, so. Uh, Apple created their machine. Yes. And then Adobe saw this as an opportunity and then started up from that? Ah, Steve Jobs saw it as an opportunity. Steve Jobs needed a way to print high-quality graphics mm-hmm. off of his Macintosh. So he so they to, so did he like he goad approached. them into starting? Yes. He um he invested in Adobe in a big way, mm. a twenty percent purchase of Adobe um, in the beginning. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, to invest in Adobe and then to create the laser printer. Adobe wanted to create a printing language. They they did not realize that they would go down this path of creating a printer mm. and making a printer for. The Macintosh and so, for Apple. So why do you and think so, that Steve Jobs didn't just take that in Apple and do it in-house? He didn't. I mean, it was too complicated. Really? John Warnock and Chuck Geschke had created uh, an amazing bit of technology. They had invented this way of printing high-resolution text and graphics and images within this postscript language. Mm-hmm. And you could sit there and try and recreate this thing from scratch, but there it was sitting, waiting for you, ready to go. And you all you had to do was follow this mm-hmm. cookbook mm-hmm. and you could write applications which could write postscript 
and go directly to the printer. So there was, that was the key. Apple couldn't, didn't know how to print things and IBM didn't know how to print things because you know how they printed them is bitmaps. Everything really? was, yes, all text and all graphics were just bits hmm. spit on the page and not um, device independent bits. They, they weren't, imagine the typography. You can make uh, the letter R really big mm -hmm. or really small. And the secret sauce that John Warnock and Chuck Geschke created was the ability to render type at any size from a simple piece of code. Now, so all the instructions, that's like a living form. All the instructions for a human are in this mm -hmm. DNA strand, yeah. right? So you've got this DNA strand. It said, give me the letter R. How big <laughs> do you want it? Yep. And then it would grow the one and it grew it to the size and the resolution of the device. So you, a laser writer gives you 300 DPI. The linotype machine, you know, thousands of DPI and you know, a linotype was the first um, machine that gave you that, that press ready super yeah. resolution. Um, the lasers in that were super refined and that's where everything changed. Um, so it, it was in the secret sauce, this postscript, that um that apple wanted ibm wanted and now the world you sit there and you'll hit print mm -hmm. with your printer at home it's postscript <laughs> it's postscript really it, even today yeah. it's the same even today it's postscript wow. is that because it works yeah. it, it, it works. Just, it, it's the yeah, best it communication yeah yeah so if you want um people have written their own versions of postscript now or you use the adobe version of postscript yeah it's just the way it is um, but, so, uh, so did you get um, welcomed with open arms at that first meeting or was it hesitancy? Uh, uh, I was, um, they had just fired their very first person at Adobe. Um, that's quite traumatic. There's 38 people at a company mm -hmm. and you had to fire somebody and John Warnock had to fire that person. Mm. Um, there was no HR. It was you had to get rid of someone you chose the wrong person so when i came in and i don't tell this to very many people i was on trial i was tried try i was on a temporary basis for six months so they brought I you in and said we're going to give you a shot but yes. be prepared to leave <laughs> yes wow now you can't do that legally today you right can, you can you can have a contractor mm -hmm. um but i guess i was a contractor for six months and I had to prove that I could learn PostScript mm -hmm. and I could create graphics. And um, I think I did it. <laughs> I, I, um, John Warnock came by, I guess I was a, should we hire Russ? Yeah, let's hire Russ. I guess. <laughs> so um, after six months, I was the, um, I joined Adobe as their 38th employee Wow. Or, or was I really the 39th employee because they, mm, they fired somebody? That's true. Let, let them go. I wonder who they let go. It sounds like I'm one of them. Am I like Ringo Starr? They let go <laughs> um, the, the drummer. Right. I like this. And then they brought in um, uh, Ringo Starr. Mm -hmm. um, why did they get rid of their first drummer, by the way? Um, 
did mean, he just leave? I can't remember. I don't the know. Details. Yeah, I'm not sure. So I'm the Ringo star. I came in and started drumming and uh, I was a <laughs> the I was Ringo accepted. star of Adobe. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, so then um, how much, how far was it from that point until the, Ado I, the Photoshop you, conversation became? Yeah. I gave you the long story. You told me how did it all begin? Yeah. So, um, uh, first, it's 85, I'm hired. 88, Adobe Illustrator comes out. 89, we acquire Photoshop from the Knoll brothers. 1990, Photoshop ships on February 19th, 1990. Mm -hmm. So February is a big, uh, 19th is a big day. And, um, oh, by the way, let's swing back around. When Photoshop shipped in February um, 19th, one of the first um, promotional items that came out was a bolo tie. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. So I will be making commemorative oh, bolo ties um, for, um, for Adobe Max. That's great. Uh, I will reproduce the bolo ties <laughs> that we had um, from Photoshop 1.0. I think it's only fitting. Absolutely. Hey, this, I'll announce it now. This could be my final um, max. Um, by, by your I, choosing? Yeah. Like you just might be. They're not going to kick me out in a while. At uh, this point. Friends tell me, well, if they're not kicking you out, why the hell are you leaving? What would you do if you left Adobe? The same thing I'm doing now at mm -hmm. Adobe. Duh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I. I'm evaluating. I'll I'll decide. So the the um, word on the street that I've heard oh, is you are responsible for getting Adobe to even consider Photoshop. Is that true? That is the word that's on the street, and I I put that to John Knoll, mm -hmm. who came to Adobe and gave the presentations to John Warnock and um and myself, and. He agreed with that. And I said, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> Did I really? Was I that instrumental? He says, Russ, just go with the flow. Uh, it's, that's what it says on Wikipedia. I said, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I went to John Warnock's office and told him it was a, a worthy thing to do. Hmm. And then, um, uh, so... I, I'm not going to deny it. No, no, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> so it's all your fault. I, Good work. It's all my fault. Excellent. We are here today because of me and, and my influence on John and Chuck to purchase Photoshop and bring it into Adobe. There, there we go. Let's just it. let everybody, yeah. just let everybody know that, that that's a fact. <laughs> Do you, are you surprised where it's gone? Like how far it's progressed, um, or is this just the yeah. natural progression that we should um, see? I'd like to admit that I can see the future, and I knew all along that this was going to happen. But I'm not. I, I for some reason I'm not that guy. I can't see into the future. I know the now, mm -hmm. and I and I knew the now was pretty amazing, and I thought. Photoshop was going to be God's gift to prepress. Oh, um, in the beginning, because we could finally work on an image mm -hmm. and take it to print. Mm -hmm. 
And then what, you know, we can start to scan images and, and digital cameras are coming out. Well now, wow. Okay. This is a whole new world. Right. So we had this, if you'd have this, this, it wasn't linear. It was, it was the slow ex, a progression. And then, and then it was a rocket, wasn't it? And there was a rocket. Yeah. The rocket hit as the introduction of the first high resolution digital cameras came out. Now high res is what? Co Kodak came out with something that was, you know, 750k you know 750 right. yeah. pixels by mm -hmm. 750 pixels um it was and it was like carrying a backpack with you <laughs> right uh, with a digital <laughs> digital camera do you remember that uh, no a, but a, i've a heard the stories it was a backpack <laughs> that you carried around plugged into a camera and into a kodak camera and it had to spin the image <laughs> down to a hard drive spinning yes. in the backpack it was yeah. it was quite crazy. I those I wish we had one of those on display. That'd be cool. Um, My first like digital the, camera was the original uh, Canon EOS. Their digital yeah. EOS, yeah. the Rebel, the first one. Yes, so yes, that, I had the Rebel. Yeah. What was the resolution on that one? Was it was four? I think it was four megapixels. It might have been six. Yeah, maybe yeah. six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was mm -hmm. it was about as much as an iPhone, wasn't it? <laughs> Not even that now. And, uh, and um, yeah. So yeah, we all had the Rebel, mm -hmm. and we took our pictures and um, processed them into Photoshop, and and had a fine time yep. making imagery. We didn't have the Instagram and Facebooks. We had web pages we could MySpace. share things on. Yeah, the blog. We um, websites you could put your images mm -hmm. on there. You could take some of this to to press. You could image it back to film, but the resolution wasn't there. And all of the big boys like the Greg Gormans and, you know, um, Joel Grimes, all the big photographers weren't quite adopting it yet. Because and they claimed the resolution was so much better on film. And it was at the time, that's right. right? That's right. Yeah. And they said, Russ, when you can meet <laughs> and exceed the resolution of my 35 millimeter piece of film, then I'll start taking interest. Yeah. And so that started to happen when they get introduced more and more. The Canon cameras, mm -hmm. um, Sony's, I think the Canons came first. The Nikon. Yeah. 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 Um, Wasn't Kodak the first digital camera, technically? Yeah. And then oh, they, yeah. they screwed up. but They screwed up. Yeah. Um, well, weren't they still banking on film? I saw, I saw every camera, by the way. I, I used every digital camera, even the Apple <laughs> Quick Take that came out. Um, gosh, I used them all. Um, that's so funny um, to think back on that. And um, um, the um, and I even used Canon had an early floppy disk that went into their camera. And the yep. and it put an analog it spun and put an analog image onto the little floppy. And then you put the floppy into this giant reader that would read the images in and convert the analog image back. And I said, well, isn't this conversion to an analog sort of, you know, wouldn't, aren't you going to go digital someday? It says, no, no, right now the, the answer is analog onto mm -hmm. this disc. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I didn't, I wonder what the reason was that they put it back on, uh, they recorded the image onto, essentially onto a tape recorder. You're putting it onto a floppy. Right. Um, and then you uh, bring it back out. Uh, yeah, such low resolution. And um, But gosh, the technology was so cool, though. Like, the fact that you could yeah. do it was just mind-blowing. Yeah. There was one camera. Gosh, I wish I would have kept a sample of all these cameras. What an idiot I was. Yeah, totally, to total idiot. You're right. <laughs> um, there was one camera that looked like a Batmobile. Do you remember that one? It's a slim, you know, shaped... Um, like the Batmobile. Are you typing that in? Yeah. Batmobile digital camera. Uh, did it come up? Mm, no, of course. I don't really want the Batmobile. I'm under images. Mm. Um, I'm just going to tell my wife. Uh, yeah, you can please come in, Jan. So, <laughs> I don't see it. Wrong. No, I don't. I don't see anything yeah. like that. I, it's yeah, I don't see it. Hmm. Who made that camera? Uh, let's type in um, early early digital camera. Shannon Retro. Nikon cool pics. I remember that was funny because you turned it sideways and your lens was sticking out sideways. Yeah. Uh, the cool pics. My mom actually had a cool pics camera early on, yeah. and I, I photographed my first uh, wedding uh, you know, with that camera. <laughs> there's the Apple Quick Take. There's the Sony, um, like uh, the um, my goodness. Look at all these. And the ones, the bodies would rotate. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. The early Nikon. Yep. That cool thing's kind of rotated. The, yes, yep. the rotated. Here's this flat one that uh, from Nikon. The lenses popped out with the Sony. There's the, this, uh, the, the camera from Apple, the quick take, a funny little futuristic thing. Looks like something out of 2001 where the guy comes in and takes right. the photos in 2001. Yep. <laughs> I swear somebody made a camera like that. Mm -hmm. Electro um, Optic really... had one with a ribbon cable to it. Uh, looks like to a big hard drive. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was a big fan of the Kodak um, DC290. Those started using, um, getting more and more resolution, and you could pop in the card into those, uh, uh, a larger card. Mm -hmm. And I started doing photography at events with some of those um, phones. Wow, I still don't see. I'm really, I'm sorry. Oh, there's the giant Kodak. We're going through all these images. <laughs> I hope you can show these, tell people and to uh, type in. Um, early, early digital, digital camera. camera. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I swear, every time I um saw one of these new cameras come out, I desperately um. So did you had to did have you have a budget? Did they say okay, go ahead? Yeah, as um, as long as um, it related to oh, 3D. There is the oh, studio stereo, <laughs> stereoscopic. Yes. Oh, come now! I definitely <laughs> went that route. Um, wow. Uh, okay. Back to, back to you. Okay. Um, I, um, what time is it? Oh goodness. Look at our time. Um, I, 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 
<laughs> I do have to <laughs> transition back to reality. Back to reality, yes. But um, uh, we've gone many places. Shall we close Ooh, with your that, talk well, about? The, but there's the Apple Quick Take 200. I see it real quick. Oh, yeah, that's a nuts looking machine. I I never knew that existed. It was, wow. It was Nikon. Um, um, <clears throat> um, I I don't know who made that. That so, mobile version. So, Let's just close off with yeah. you wanted to chat about AI. Well, I'm throwing stuff down. Hold on, I just threw something on the ground. The, the oh. fact that um, um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the, the I'm gonna be the slow adopter. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna play the role of Greg Gorman. When I asked Greg, "Are you ever gonna shoot digital?" and he said, "No." And he says, mm -hmm. Russ, digital will never come to the level and the quality of my 35 millimeter piece of film. Yeah. I, I asked Greg that and he says, no, I'll never make that transition. And so you will ask me, will I ever make a transition to AI? And I'll tell you, no, not until, <laughs> not until the quality comes up to the level of photographic level and, um, and I can have it take my library of images and consume my library mm -hmm. of images and let me make images from my own images. So I, I've got a, right. I have a, a friend who's a tattoo artist in Florida. Uh, extremely. Oh, oh, tattoos. Oh, can you imagine oh, oh, the AI yeah. versions of tattoos? Yeah. Well, and she said um, that AI, because it has to source imagery, it's, stealing yeah. artists work stealing. Yeah, just right. to create new work from that um yes and so it, it's kind of exploiting the existing art that's out there um but, but i, I want to tie that into um you are an ambassador today for this thing oh god the iphone and the or, iPhone. or the mobile camera and, and really it's not just the iphone phone. but the mobile phone camera as as my son will correct me the a Mobile phones it's all are AI. filled with right. AI. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but but it's yeah. not. Yeah. It's just com computing the scene and trying to recreate, yeah. and based on that. something that's yeah. actually granular and there. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. I wanted to take ten photographs of the scene mm -hmm. and combine them together to give me yeah. sharper images. Mm -hmm. But it is. It's assisting me with that particular, with my creative shot. When did you um, it's go? Not, it's not pulling from everyone right. else's. Correct. It's pulling from, from real knows? life. If I take a picture of the Eiffel Tower in the future and my Eiffel Tower isn't quite clean enough, will it use mm. photographs oh, that other no. people have taken? That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, we'll just, we know it's, the, it's what you're looking at. We're going to make it. We look know like exactly that. where you're yep. standing mm -hmm. based upon the angle mm -hmm. of the Eiffel Tower. Let's just creep in a better looking Eiffel Tower for you. So um, everything on your social media currently, like mm -hmm. that you're doing today, is all shot mm -hmm. on a, a cell phone, correct? On a cell phone, yeah. Um, when, and, did, uh, when did the light bulb go off for you that said, holy crap, this might work? Um, the holy crap moment. Because um, you're using strobes I, with I, these I, things. Yeah, God, that, that was a holy crap moment. Um, <laughs> the holy crap moment was when, when the latest, the more advanced versions of the phone came out and Lightroom Mobile came out. Mm. 
that was the holy crap moment. Oh, the holy crap moment. Can we say that? We can yeah, say anything you want, Russ. Yeah, it's just a podcast. It's a po- just a podcast. The holy crap moment is you've got more resolution on the iPhone. You can go directly from the iPhone to Lightroom on the iPhone. You can correct and adjust your images like never before. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, you can correct and adjust the raw images. Right. When, um, when they added and, raw, is yeah. that's a game changer. Yeah. So I, I started a hashtag on Instagram. Right. But I started a hashtag on Instagram called raw in your pocket. You're free to use uh, it if you'd like. Oh, because it's you. fascinating. Because it's just yeah. this tiny How thing. How many people can appreciate that, though? Because if no, you compare no. a JPEG yeah. from Apple and you go, well, I'm done. The JPEG mm-hmm. has all the magic in it. Mm-hmm. You got to work at a raw image yes. and um but i guess i like the flexibility of of doing my own work mm-hmm. and um adjusting the raw images but um, apple does a heck of a job it's in, now the, you've tried all of them is apple the best at computational okay, photography here it comes down here it comes down um i've compared the uh in a in a night situation mm-hmm. Of the Golden Gate Bridge, okay. 30 minutes past sunset. I ran a comparison and side by side. Uh, it wasn't very, I wouldn't say it's scientific. They were all taken at the same time. I had a Google Pixel, a Samsung S22, mm-hmm. and an iPhone 14. So this is this is recent. Very, very recent. So you can the, see the them. most modern. Well, no, actually. I had to take them down because people said programmers from the companies said to me that I wasn't being fair. Oh, brother. And, <laughs> but I was educating the consumer. Mm-hmm. And the final analysis by the consumers, I did not say who won the battle. I never once said, as I compared them, clearly mm-hmm. such and such wins. I let others make that decision for themselves by looking at the images and Apple won. Really? <laughs> Apple, won. Apple made the image. Um, and was it just a straight bright. photograph? Like you, you let the, the phone do all the work. You yeah, just took yeah. the shot. Yeah. And therein lies the other thing with the, um, each camera either did it automatically mm-hmm. with the Samsung I had to set it the settings myself. I had to set the ISO and the shutter speed myself. It chooses the aperture um, on its own. Okay. So there was work involved in getting the Samsung to look good. You you had to be a photographer. Okay. You couldn't set it in an automatic mode and get the best results with the Samsung. So uh, Samsung's, oh, I love my Samsung because you can take a, a 30 second exposure. To, you, it acts like a real camera. Oh. And so you set up, you set everybody on a tripod and you set them to take the pictures of the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, the, um, uh, the, the image quality, the, the colors, the saturation, the, the way it looked after editing, the Apple one, Apple one. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was one setting, right? If I had photographed the Milky way, 
then Google would have won. Absolutely. Google shoots um, four minutes um, and multiple photographs wow. and merges them together. They win. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody can touch what Google can do to the Milky Way. Um, but, but who's Apple's doing that? Getting, right. Yeah, Apple's getting better and better at mm -hmm. this. And, and um, so is Samsung. They're all finally to our advantage. This is oh, wonderful for us as photographers. They are battling each other to get the So they're going to get better. Yeah. Yes. So what's and, that do for, for me, for the, 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 the photographer who does it for a living? Well... Well, you're gonna you're gonna get better and better results. Yeah, more computational AI is gonna come our way because mm -hmm. the sensor is so small that they have to take multiple photographs and merge them together to give you the quality, oh, the scale, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's an array there, and um, so uh, as as a professional photographer, if you're out on assignment and the opportunity comes up and you need to capture something with your iPhone, mm -hmm. I think the professional opportunity is there. And with the resolution increasing for daytime photography with the iPhone to 48 uh, megapixels, 48 megapixels? I think so. Is that right? So, yeah. 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 So um, uh, big files. Mm -hmm. um, and a very nice resolution for the one um, X daytime photos yeah, and then shoot them in raw. That's one of the directions. I think it gives people a choice to have very large images. I think the average consumer does not want to deal with a 48 megapixel image. I think they want to deal with a 12 bit image. Well, cause most people that, want to look at it on their phone and that's all they care that's about. That's right. Yeah. I, I want it to look good. I want the dog and the cat right. and the family to look good. Yeah on a phone mm -hmm. and and on instagram yep and i don't care russell this these professionals they want right. more and more resolution that's fine but mm -hmm. i just don't turn that on for me mm -hmm. only only make it available to the pros yeah and so um so I can, think can that, it get better or can it go can it progress much farther from where it is today yeah. i think um this AI um, computational mm -hmm. stuff is going to blow our minds. Mm. And it sometimes amazes me that computational hasn't made it to the big boys yet. Um, is it in the new A7R5? Could be. Something, could I heard be. something there about that. Some, yeah. some, some stuff there. But well, yeah, why not? Um, I mean, it, it has to show up at some point. My interest is is in night photography and the night sky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those... those uh, subdued the low light situations like a golden gate bridge after sunset yep. the lights on the building the reflections in the water i think there's some beauty in capturing those scenes that the human eye can't see some of that stuff and i, I like to capture the things yeah. that the human eye can't see yeah. um the milky way for example and mm -hmm. and so um yeah that's kind I, of um, crazy i have chosen um uh to work with two cameras, um, the iPhone uh, and the Samsung. Uh, Samsung gives me uh, long exposure okay. controls, mm -hmm. true camera controls. The iPhone, the beauty of the iPhone is that you can set it up and it just takes the shot 
and it takes a great shot yeah. and you don't have to do much thinking about it. The, uh, they've got some magic built into that thing that um, miracles can happen. Um, <laughs> and so, um, and I think more and more miracles will happen. I think they're very consumer focused. Mm -hmm. They don't let us go in and turn night mode on and off. They, they're protecting us. They don't want Oh, I, I hate my Apple camera because the night mode keeps on coming on. No, no. They protect you from making the mistake of <laughs> taking a bad photograph, don't they? Well, and, and we're not going to turn yeah. on night mode unless it's really dark. Right. right. <laughs> and so, um, hmm. but that's a smart thing. And but they've I done that no with problem. their computers too. Yeah. I have no problem yeah. with them um, because the photos come out so nice and mm -hmm. I can switch to another um camera app on my phone as i said i can switch to uh pro photo app and shoot strobes for heaven's sakes strobes strobes so strobes. does that just fire from like some signal from the camera built in yep uh, it the camera sends out a bluetooth <clears throat> signal okay to the and the, the lights strobe. read that yep and um, the bluetooth signal it's the same bluetooth signal that um a nikon or canon will send it to the strobes Oh, it's how, how the heck they synchronize <laughs> no the kidding. iPhone. That's crazy. That's wow. great. That's crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah. I well, really the, don't know. What, looking at your work on the Instagram um, mm. lately has just been mind blowing. Be, knowing what you're doing. And that's what's been so cool about your feed. So if you, I'm just scrolling up and now if you do it, I mean, every picture on here was shot on a mobile phone. Correct. Yeah. Yes. That is just absolutely ridiculous when you think about it, and and it's, <laughs> it's so it's, incredible. It is. It's yeah. It's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, now you know. I you know I cheat sometimes. Uh, what? What does cheat? <laughs> uh, what does cheating mean? It, isn't that creative cheating control? Means, yeah. It's not cheating because <laughs> everyone else does it. Uh huh. I combine two exposures together. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But it's all and, from a phone still. But if I if I do that, I usually say it's a composite. Mm -hmm. And if I'm if I'm making a comparison, I'll say directly from camera, directly okay. from phone yep. to Lightroom. Lightroom adjustments only, mm -hmm. no Photoshop adjustments. Wow. So um, yeah, I have to be careful to make that clarification because I do do a mm -hmm. lot of. I, I'll add. I enjoy adding in skies. I'll never add. A stupid fake moon, however. Oh, I hate moons. And everybody gets the moon wrong. Right. You know, they put it, they, they point the moon, you know, the sun. Hey, the moon's pointing at the sun. Right. Shouldn't, it, shouldn't it be? Yeah. You know. Gosh, I hate it. And so. Um, That's hilarious. And so there's one shot where the moon's coming up between an arch in. Uh, in uh, Moab, in um, Arches National Park, mm -hmm. I just want to yell at this guy. <laughs> the, the giant moon, like an eyeball inside this arch. There's no way on the planet. He insists that he shot this. There's no way on the planet you could get a zoom lens that would make the moon that big in relationship to the arch. Right. I, I, <laughs> it's just, why are you... Why are you even trying to pull this off and, and lie to us? Um, so uh, I hate giant moons. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> on that I, note. <laughs> I'm an expert at moons. I know when your moon is right. Yeah, on that I note. Like yes, that. let's, um, let's um, you're, is where yes, is, go ahead. Where is the best place? Is Instagram the best place for people to follow you? Yeah. Dr. Yeah, underscore Brown. I, I, I'm, you can go to Russell Preston Brown at um, Facebook. Hmm. Um, uh, Do you cross post or are you primarily on Instagram? I cross. I just, I post the same thing. Like yeah. today, I'm, I'm uh, my fire breather. Mm-hmm. I, I post it on both sites. There's a different crowd on the different sites. Don't you see there's, have you ever found that? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is where I tend to live. And I, I mean, I'm not near been as good as I should be at posting things, but. And why are we still, why hasn't something come along to grab our attention? Why are we still on Instagram? Why aren't we on one of these, um, um, these other, each one of them tries to come out and and everybody's gonna switch and everybody's gonna go over to this new yeah like v what, vsco was the big one for a while yeah it still is with yes. some of the youth in town it's weird um it's still it, but, they come and go yeah for us we don't go because we've built up this this group mm-hmm. yeah. of users and mm-hmm. followers to, to and get can't... them to follow you again is difficult yes and so um and am i after <sighs> I don't have the world's greatest number of followers. I don't get as many likes or as much attention Mm -hmm. as a um, Joel Grimes or even a Michael uh, Shane Bloom. I familiar with Michael Shane Bloom's work. He's an outdoor photographer. Look him up. Okay. Michael can post an image and within an hour he has a thousand likes. Um, not that wow. I'm judge. I'm not that I'm basing my life on likes. But. Um, no, I've got, I, I have, I'm satisfied with the number of quality followers mm-hmm. I have and their input. Yeah. Um, and occasionally someone outside my circle will make a comment, but I'm perfectly satisfied. And I, I remember getting these messages early on we can increase your number of followers right. and likes <laughs> yeah. by a thousand mm-hmm. likes. And early on, a couple of years ago, I said, okay, go ahead, prove it to me. Ooh. You know? And so this person must've been in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, one of my images goes from 200 likes to 1500 likes. I don't know where the likes came from. Are these androids <laughs> from space? You know, are they right. are they kids living in Siberia? Mm-hmm. And and if they make if they like Russell Brown, then they'll feed them. You know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, who are making these likes? Um, robots? So, I don't know where. And so I found it entertaining, but I wasn't willing to pay them mm-hmm. for that number of likes. I found that quite interesting. So organic, um, organic likes. Yeah. If, if I really wanted to work it, I've got friends who work really hard and you got to work hard yeah. and you got to post things and you have to follow up. You have to answer everybody. You have to, um, you have to make videos to get more attention. Um, Isn't it better and- to try to do it? organically because then you get people who are really interested yes 
And there is a theory, my internet friends say, that if you inorganically mm -hmm. try this, you, you buy people or you then the algorithms mm -hmm. know that you do that. So they hold back on showing your images to everyone because they know if they taunt you, you'll buy it again. Oh, that's outrageous. It's a drug addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you take the drugs, they'll want you to take them more of mm -hmm. the drugs more and more, um, yeah. which I, I, I completely believe an algorithm would try and do that to me. Definitely. Okay. And it would work. Craig, awesome. uh, a pleasure chatting with Absolutely. you. This has just been a rambling session. I love it. Craig, it's great. Who will listen to this? Why would they listen to me? I'm, I'm really <laughs> well, you're fascinating for one. I have several people that I've talked to that are waiting for this episode because yeah. because you are so intriguing. So I'm, I mean, I'm just I would so like, thrilled. I'd like you to write back to me and tell me, did they find this? Did they stay <laughs> the entire time? Did they find any of it intriguing? Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, Ru RussellBrown.com, is that you? Yeah. Don't go to RussellBrown.com. No. no. Uh, go to uh, really can find out what I'm up to. It's it's Instagram. Okay. Uh, DR <laughs> underscore Brown. You can see all of the events I'm going to do. I advertise things there. Well, I'm telling you, we, we got to get you up here to 18. So, that's so yeah. 90s. <laughs> Something. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we we got to get you up to the 1880s town, so we got to work something out because that would be just yeah, a blast. The 1880s town, yeah. it's um, so intriguing. Would be fun. Yeah. Uh, that would be fun to, to be there. Um, and my closest to that, I went to um, Casper, Wyoming. Okay. Yep. And for the solar eclipse in 2000, 2017. Yep. Where were you in 20? Did you see? I was here. Uh, yeah, but I was. Yeah, I, I drove was cloudy. to the. I drove to the border thinking I was going to go to. Where's Devil's Tower? In uh, southern... It's in Wyoming, just right, uh, just west it's, of. Oh, it's uh, in Wyoming. Yeah, it's just west of. Uh, I think Devil's Tower's there. Yeah, Devil's right. Tower. It's, just, it's just, in Wyoming. I mean, it's close to South heading, Dakota. I got, I got very close to the South Dakota border. I went east from Casper, driving, looking for interesting locations, mm -hmm. and almost made it to the border with South Dakota. Yeah. I should have just gone across. Yep, and you, you were um, you were right by it. It's within an hour or less, half yeah, an hour yeah. maybe. Yeah, um, not far. And um, that must have been awfully close there as well to yep. um, that. I suspect if you went to devil's tower you just scoot over to south dakota and go to the 1880s place as well uh, it'd, it'd be a if few you, hours away from there because um yeah, yeah it's pr maybe an hour from rapid city where devil's tower yeah. is and then yeah. from there it's a hour and a half maybe <clears throat> so no. um all right awesome okay thank you very much off, off i go um craig a pleasure good <laughs> yes, to meet you it was great um, to meet you thank you um, um would you uh, mind tell me if, what's that would you mind emailing oh. me an appropriate photograph of you that I can use in promoting this episode. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'll send you, I'll send you that photo. That's perfect. I have one more shot I wanted to show you that I got from my shootout in the Black oh. Hills last fall, this last fall. Yeah. We had spoken about this. And it was... Uh, I I'm, have a difficult time photographing Native Americans because I... Am I stealing their soul or what? It's there's something. If I knew them as a person, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm exploiting them, I hate to bring this up to you. 
Um, but but if they because the, these people were um, like they were brought in like and they do this like they go and they model they and this. dance yeah okay. yep so yeah. we'd had because um, because he's great I, I um I would so love to photograph them but I feel like yeah I'm sort of in a, a tour group or, or yes what it's is very wrong? much what feels is wrong? Way, what's yeah. wrong with me. Is there something wrong with me? I think there's something wrong with me. No, I, there's nothing wrong with you. I, I, I think it's appropriate. I was I lived in Africa for about five months in 2004. And, and you could photograph the natives well, there as well. Kind of. You had to be very careful because you couldn't just go on the street. It was in, it was like an invasion. And so yes. we were. they were very clear, you can't do that um, without asking. You need permission. And that just makes sense. Um, so my thought is if you have permission, then... You know, if they're good yeah. with it, and if, then what's and the problem? You pay these. You pay these guys. Oh yeah, these people got. Yeah, they they were brought yeah. in as paid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I, and I, I I'd love to put a strobe on them and put them against the background and just mm -hmm. like you were doing. Yeah. Um. It would be killer. Um, yeah. But um, I I guess I just I've been accused of um. Misappropriate cultural. Is it cultural appropriation or Correct. cultural misappropriation? Ooh. Now, I think that is a good distinction because a misappropriation would be inappropriate. Yeah, I, I've huh. turned it both ways. Yeah. Am I making a cultural misappropriation? Am I, if I were to dress up and mm -hmm. I do this stupid things, <coughs> I would dress up <coughs> in a Japanese outfit mm -hmm. or Hawaiian outfit. Mm -hmm. or Day of the Dead outfit, and I'd get into trouble. Right. I would never dress up into an Indian outfit. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Well, but, but how but, much of that is just simply because society has deemed that to be uh, taboo yeah, it's gotten, today? Yeah. Um, I have to be very, very oh, careful. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, yeah. I've been accused of, of some terrible things. Um, so I think I have this... I came across an India, a Native American mm -hmm. in um, uh, Monument Valley. Okay. And he appeared as a cowboy sitting on a horse. And I photographed him on um, Ford's point. Ford, Ford's point? Ford, yeah, on that point, that, okay. that classic mm -hmm. point. I had no problem photographing a Native American as a cowboy. As a cowboy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because there was, I didn't feel like I was, you know, abusing or mm -hmm. uh, misrepresenting or t taking the Native American and putting him in the wrong place. I hired a Native American once just so she could play the flute inside of a cave in really? Utah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted. I wanted a Native American. I wanted to put down Native American mm -hmm. playing the flute mm -hmm. in this canyon and not just Joe Schmo. Right. Wow. And so, um, yeah, if, if you can't, if, yeah. Would I go to South Dakota to photograph um, the Plains Indians? Um, uh, uh, maybe. An invitation only, really. Uh, yeah. Or would it still be sketchy? Would I would I post the images? Mm -hmm. I just yeah, I just I just don't uh, confrontation. I don't want some 
sue Indian to come and say, well, that's not correct. They never wore those type of headdresses and we never use those feathers. And I think you're doing, you're misrepresenting Mm -hmm. the Sioux nation. Yeah. Um, Is it Sioux from Dakota? Uh, There, yeah, there are Sioux, there's um, Um, Lakota. Yeah, there's a bunch of- I guess I'm, I'm sure my relatives killed their fair share of Native Americans. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. yeah, I'm my the Browns have been in the here for a long time. <laughs> Clearly, we were in North Dakota. We were in uh, we were shoeing horseshoes in Iowa during the Civil War. I have relatives that go back to that. Wow. And so, um, huh. and then we moved west. Um, so, and I'm a product of my family's moving west. Okay, get get Craig, get it, get out of here, Russell Brown. Thank you so much. This has been. I haven't even spoken this long with my children. (laughs) Well, good. This has been a a huge pleasure of mine. Thank you very much. Um, Hopefully, we can. And if I said anything that um, was offensive to anybody, I don't want to hear about it. No. Absolutely yes. Yeah. This (laughs) is why podcasting is free speech for crying out loud. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Have a wonderful day. Thank you. I'll look for that picture. Send it to Oh, me. here it comes. Sending it Awesome. Now. Have a wonderful Bye-bye. day. DR underscore Brown on the Instagram or search Russell Preston Brown across the social medias and you should find him. Um, thanks again for taking the time to sit down with me here on the interview. Remember, the interviewpodcast.org is where you can find all the shows that come out of this podcast. All the interviews with people doing interesting things from around the world. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Remember, you can support the show. Tell more people about it. It's a fantastic way to help support our show. Theinterviewpodcast.org. Thanks so much for listening. And if we don't see you before, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as we wrap up 2022.